Jesus had told his disciples he'd soon be leaving them and that his departure would expose them to persecution. These two things, anticipation of the loss of his physical presence along with the prospect of their personal suffering, had caused them to experience sorrow of heart according to Jesus in John 16:6. But the previous verse quotes him scolding them for not asking where he was going. That was because answering that question, if sincerely asked, would have given him the opportunity to answer the more important question of why he was going there, and that would have allowed him to directly address the roots of their sadness. It's certain he remembered that both Peter and Thomas had previously asked the where question. But those queries were all about determining how they could go with him. None of them had bothered to ask the why question. They were so consumed with concern for how his departure would negatively impact their lives, they hadn't even considered there might be another side to the coin. That's why in verse 7, he told them that even though they weren't asking, he wanted them to know the reason he would be departing. He said it was so he could send the Holy Spirit to them. His leaving would facilitate the Spirit's coming, and he told them that was to their advantage. But their context for relating to God had been completely centered in the living, breathing, touchable, fully human person of Jesus. So the concept of an invisible spirit being even a suitable substitute for their master's presence, let alone a far more valuable one, would have been hard for them to understand. Of course, that would dramatically change once they experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. But until then, all of this remained a mystery they didn't appear to be too anxious to pursue. And sadly, that describes some Christ's followers today. They've placed their faith in Jesus as Savior, experienced His forgiveness, become students of His Word, and sincerely offered Him their worship, but they hesitate in their pursuit of the power of His Spirit. And whether that's due to a lack of exposure to what the Bible teaches about Him, a negative reaction to how some people have misrepresented Him, or an uncertainty regarding how to engage him, to the extent it's true, they simply can't experience all God intends for them. It's the presence, power, and guidance of the Holy Spirit that animates our faith and makes it pulsate with the life of Jesus. Without that, all we're left with is a dry theology, a moral philosophy, and religious practices. I want more than that, and I'm sure you do too. But more importantly, that's what the Lord wants for us. In fact, Ephesians 5.18 commands us to be filled with the Spirit. It's not a suggestion. And the original word translated there as filled literally means to be as full as possible. It's our Lord's intention that we experience an ongoing fullness of the Holy Spirit, and He made clear how we can. Luke 11:13 says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So let's ask.